What's going on? Welcome back, thinkers, to Thoughts by DeVille D.I. Of course, I am your host, DeVille D.I., coming back to bring you another interesting interview. You know, I try to go out and find the best people that I can to get on this show, talk about their endeavors, things that they got going on, you know, upcoming businesses, authors, actors, whoever I can grab that's got something good and positive going on, I try to bring them on the show. So today I have with me Arthur Michael Jarrell, and he's going to talk to us about his book, The Great Cotton Heist. How you doing, Mr. Jarrell? I'm doing, doing, doing wonderful, sir. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you for taking the time out to talk with me today. As I tell everybody, you could be anywhere in the world right now, but you're here with me and I appreciate it. Yeah, much appreciation uh, both ways. Thank you, sir. So to start off, we like to give our guests a chance to kind of talk about their self. I view it as a possible inspiration for somebody else out there that may have came from a similar background similar situation to know hey this guy's like me and if he did this then you know what are the possibilities for what i could do so tell us a little bit about who michael jarrell is all right well michael jarrell uh, family man husband father of three uh, but even before that you know a child from a single parent home you know like most of the people i know uh or most people i grew up with uh, and uh, my, my my upbringing um, was mainly focused on music. Mm-hmm. So I was into music and, and creating music. So I have a whole catalog and back, uh, backlog of music. Uh, and so I was just, you know, going going about doing, you know, my music thing for years and years. And I stay in uh, Atlanta. I'm originally from New York, uh, but I uh, moved to Atlanta in '96. Uh, here and so um my music background is heavily influenced by uh, you know new york music as well as uh atlanta music and so i, I was you know grinding out on, on the uh, underground artists uh, scene here in atlanta which is which is pretty big mm-hmm. and then um i would say i kind of just um kind of got burnt out with music uh, just a little bit as far as uh uh using my creativity in that manner I've always been a creator, so I've always like one one wanted to do things. When I was a kid, I wanted to uh, uh, have a comic book. So, like me and my uh, couple of friends of mine were like putting together a comic book. So, I've always kind of had a uh, desire to create uh, uh, using my imagination. There, uh, music was just the the uh, fastest route to me, and honestly, it was the only route I could see at the time. Uh, and then it wasn't until I, I saw, um, you know, the other side, uh, the other possibility uh, and was influenced by people like Jordan Peele and uh, the things that he's done, uh, moving away from one, you know, creative aspect into another field and, you know, doing well in it. Uh, and uh, so it, it just kind of gave me the inspiration to do my, uh, my writing my first book, which uh, started to be just a short story, but kind of took on a life of its own. Uh, with the great cotton heist and um so i've been working on that for about the past year maybe a year and a half i think i started um 2019 towards the holiday season uh writing that and uh you know just kind of was sidetracked by the pandemic like everybody else is yeah. but um you know for a lot of people it's funny it's been a blessing and a curse uh, of course it's um you know, it's a it's a bad thing. It's a curse, and in, in the fact of um, you know everybody that was negatively affected by it, uh, as far as health health um, goes. Uh, but you know, for a lot of people, it was a time where you you had to grow and um, you had time to to reflect. Yeah. And so I was able to you know put put some time to uh, that pen and paper, and you know I was able to get it get it plugged out, and here we are. Yeah, so, yeah the, speaking on the pandemic. Like you were saying, the gift and the curse, it 
it set a lot of people down that wouldn't normally, you know what I mean, be still long enough to start working on things like businesses or writing books or music and stuff like that. I know yeah. this, uh, but even with the, with my podcast and what I'm, what I'm doing, it gave me time to start thinking the different ways to do it and things I can add on. But it, what was crazy though, that what? it made me understand the, I guess the panic mode that some people went into because as yeah. far as we're getting guests and so on and so forth, a lot of people just shut down. And it's like, I'm like, okay, we can, you can't catch it over Zoom. You know what I mean? So yeah, let's get on and do this. And a lot of people just like weren't responding, wasn't, you know, so so it brought the best out of some people. And, you know, it, it pushed other people into a, um, you know, a bad place that hopefully yeah, they'll definitely. be able to work through and, and come up out of. So yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, like you said, I know a lot of people who, who who've done even, like even smaller things that you have time to do, like rebuilding your credit, you know, having the time to actually go through the the, the process of of doing that, or um, even if it's just like reconnecting with with you know relationships that were strained because of uh, uh, work schedules and things like that, uh, you know, people were were able to reconnect in those ways. So um, it's it's crazy how you know an event like that you know can have a positive outlook on uh, people's lives. Yeah. So. You said you came down in 96 from New York. Yes, was the music that brought you to Atlanta? Uh, nah, when I moved down here, I was 19 years old. So, oh, okay. Um, yeah, so like I'm like now I'm 36 now. But uh, when I first moved down here, I was like 9, 10. And, uh, you know, I just moved because that's where my mom was then. But my family, my grandmother is from the South. So when uh, she went to New York, you know, her kids went to New York with her. And, you know, then my generation was kind of born and, you know, she she wanted a little bit more of a, a, a more relaxed life. So she came back down to Georgia, uh, her being from originally from Macon, uh, you know, she she had more uh, uh, mental space, I would probably say, in uh, Atlanta yeah. uh, than New York. So she moved back down here and, you know, we just kind of slowly follow uh, behind. So I moved back here just, um, you know, as, as an adolescent. And, okay. And grew up here. Um. I'm still just wondering a little bit, though, if mm -hmm. I know you may not remember a lot about it, but I'm just curious as to making that because I moved from at around eight. I moved from North Carolina to Ohio and then from Ohio to Georgia. So wow. was, there, was there like a big adjustment or like a culture shock for you coming from New York to Georgia? No, nah, not for me. Um, just because when when I, you know, relocated down here, it was a permanent relocation. But I had already kind of had times back and forth okay. between Georgia, um, well, East Point, Georgia, um, and uh, New York. Uh, anyway, so when I came and I finally did come down here, it was like, okay, now I'm, I'm down here to stay. So it wasn't much of, a, of a, an adjustment for me. Uh, for everybody else. Or for the people around me, I definitely you know stood out you know, because yeah. of my uh, you know my accent was was a lot thicker than, um, and so I definitely stood out. But it wasn't much of a adjustment. I've always liked Atlanta. Um, I've always liked the the South just because I felt like the space um, was was appreciated. Uh, in New York, you know, everything is everything goes up, so you know, project builds on top of each other and stuff. And so when I came to Atlanta, my grandmother had a front yard. It fucking amazed me. Oh, I'm not sorry. I'm sorry. But it, it amazed me. Oh, okay. But it, it amazed me, you know what I'm saying, that she had actually grass in, in her yard and stuff like that. And so I appreciated, um, you know, the elbow room of being in uh, Georgia uh, versus being in New York. Yeah, because when, when we made, when I made the transition to living in Ohio, it was wild for me. That's why I asked, because like yeah. when, I, when I got there being from, and see, we were from Shelby, North Carolina. So this is like, country yeah small town small town and they it was it was wild because like my accent was so thick that they thought i had a hearing problem <laughs> and they, oh wow yeah, yeah 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 they put me in these classes and i and was always giving me these ear tests and 
speech Word. classes, and I'm like, you know, this is just how we talk. That's how we all talk down here. What you mean? <laughs> yeah, but my it was so thick that they thought I couldn't, you know, the way I pronounce words, they thought this this kid something he can't be able to hear. Wow. So yeah, like, yeah. yeah. And then in reverse, moving from Ohio back down to Georgia, when I came back, they were like every because we moved to South Georgia, Vodosta, Georgia. And oh, right. I went to school in Vodosta. That's what's up. Oh, you went to VSU or Tech? Yeah. Yeah, I went to VSU for okay. uh, two years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so when I got down there, they was like, you, you talk so proper. Why you talk so yeah, proper? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. because I spent the past, you know, year or two of my life beating in my, having to beat in my head that the way I was talking was wrong. Was wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, it's crazy. And people get, like, even with something so small, you know, people get handicapped and, and, and held back just because of somebody else's ignorance. Like, come on, man. Exactly. There's a whole region that talk like this. Yeah, because I, I was young, so I didn't understand. And it was it was really thinking about it as I got older and then talking with my mom about it that I realized why I was always, they came and, come and get me out of my regular class and yeah, go to the other class. Yeah, be a little group of us. We go to this other class for a period or whatever. Then we go back to the other. I never got it. And yeah, they probably talk the other kids probably talking shit and everything. Yeah, you know how they go. Getting caught out of class. Damn, yeah, yeah. I definitely get it. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. But that's why I was actually with what was it like as a kid making, you know, moving so far from what you knew and what you was used to and then getting implanted into the uh you know the southern atmosphere yeah 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 definitely um as far as with the translation sometimes and, and you know i would i would get all the jokes i got a i got a um homegirl now with the high school every time she talked to me she still say uh son done one or something like that uh <laughs> yeah i mean she, she'll say to me every time so i definitely get you right. definitely get you so let's talk about this book the great cotton heist tell us great about the great cotton, cotton heist, heist. The Great Cotton Heist is a um, is my baby. It's my first uh, project um, uh, as far as uh, in a creative writing space. Congratulations! And thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. And it is about uh, genius inventor slash humanitarian slash engineer uh, Seth. Uh, right, he's just the all around uh, brilliant guy. And he uh, suffers this tragedy, goes through this tragic uh, loss or whatever, and he kind of drives him mad. And so he, uh, in his madness, is uh, working to reverse the situation. But every time uh, he tries to do so, uh, something, you know, goes wrong. You know, uh, fate intervenes. And so he uh, gets it in his mind that fate itself is you know, kind of against him. And so he has to uh think a little uh, further outside the box as far as to uh you know write write his situation and not even just his situation but he sees his situation as a reflection of the the world that you know that he lives in and so mm-hmm. he goes on this um this crazy uh uh adventure trying to uh write that wrong and what he stumbles upon uh, he ends up needing help to to get it done and uh when he reaches out for um, th- those uh, particular helping hands, it, it turns the world ups- uh, upside down. And as we know it, like everything that we know is going to kind of be a uh, uh, thing of the past um, here. Um, and so that, in, in a nutshell, is the Great Cotton Heights. Uh, and it's a lot, lot more into it. But I feel like I, I always give the way I'll give away the book if I say it. But I will say that my initial thought like the spark that that brought this uh, book to life was reparations and, mm-hmm. and the thought of reparations and um it was kind of one of those ideas where you know i was um again i was doing music at the time so i'm you know in the studio and you know we got uh, uh studio paraphernalia in the air and you know mm-hmm. we, we you know just kind of vibing off and uh we we, we got on that subject of reparations and, and me uh, just uh as a little bit into my uh, insight or, or my thoughts on reparations. Um, I don't believe something like, hey, everybody, you know, we're going to give all black people $10,000 yeah. and, and count that. You know what I'm saying? I don't think that's going to do nothing. You know, to, to me, that that wouldn't change our situation, but for a moment. 
you know, uh, it's 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 a lot lot deeper than that. And even if it was a, a lot more money, it's still, you know, to me in, in my eyes, it'll be more. We will have a good five years <laughs> splurging or something like that. If and that then, long, yeah, if that long, and then things will kind of go, you know, start to revert back. So I don't think that um, would would be an adequate um, a, a version of reparations. And so that's where the idea kind of stemmed from. But um, as as I started writing it, it kind of you know took on a life of its own. So it's still at its core uh, was sparked by that idea, but it's a whole nother monster in and of itself. Mm. So this is kind of like a what would you classify it as? Like a sci-fi type of uh, book? Yeah, it's a sci-fi. And I tell you, my grandmother uh, told me because she told me it's gonna be the, the the book of the year. So I'm I'm gonna hold it to that. But she um she says uh, mystery. She said she would classify it as sci-fi mystery. It's sci-fi in in the fact of uh, it's set in the future. Mm-hmm. I mean, it starts um, in, in the future, uh, like 200 years from now. Uh, but um, it's more mystery than sci-fi, if, if that makes sense. But uh, it's definitely a roller coaster. Like you, there, there are times in there where you're going to be pissed off uh, at, at a certain character. There are times where you're going to be afraid for this character. You're going to be laughing at this moment. And so it's very uh, uh, well-rounded as far as um, engaging the, the reader through it. Um, so it, it's, it's all around good story. I, I wouldn't say, you know, for people, some people, you say sci-fi and it, it kind of scares them off, especially yeah. in the black community. And, and, our, and, and our community is going to, um, you know, scare, scare some people off. So I, I, don't, I don't like to classify it as that, but it definitely has, um, you know, science fiction um, um, elements elements yeah yeah inside the book okay because see that that's what i was, was going to ask you was how like how did you get into writing this particular style of book because like you said when when it comes to our community a lot of times you say sci-fi and people start thinking you know to the weirdest extent we like the a lot of times yeah. we like to think in extremes so yeah when you think sci-fi they think all the way to this side of what sci-fi can be yeah when, yeah, yeah. when sci-fi doesn't actually have to be strange a lot of people look at it as strange yeah but, yeah 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 and, uh i was uh, i would say um i was um I, i've always been you know intrigued uh by science and and and, and uh high technology and, and you know notions of um future possibilities and stuff like that so i've always kind of been been interested in stuff like that uh and the story itself i knew from what i wanted it to um uh to be i guess i I knew the start in the beginning had to involve um science fiction for it to make sense Mm -hmm. you you see what i'm saying and so that is that is the only reason that uh it, it it has a science fiction element to it um, because if it was a different story, then you know I'd probably classify that as a different um, type of book. It, and a sense of saying that I'm not saying I'm a sci-fi writer, like all the, the books are going to be sci-fi. Because my next story, whatever you, you know, um, sparks my inspiration, it could be something totally different, you, you know. But um, I definitely have always had an interest in uh, science and, and science fiction. Cool. Yeah, we that's one of the things we could I'm not gonna say we have to, but we should normalize is you know, it's okay. Let people know it's okay if you're in the if you're black and you're in the sci-fi yeah, or yeah, anime yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like and my daughter, she's real big into anime, and that's partially because I'm into anime yeah. and yeah, me you know, too, yeah. Comic book heroes and so on. So 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 what's your favorite anime? Uh, Naruto would definitely Naruto would definitely be my favorite anime, but there's a bunch of um, new stuff that that I've definitely enjoyed. Naruto would be my probably my favorite running anime. There's one called Claymore. Claymore's uh, was had beautiful um, uh, choreography in it uh, with Mm -hmm. the fighting. Um, There's one called uh, Demon Slayer, which, which is good. I'm not I'm not too far in it yet, but that's good. Yeah, um, of course, watching. things. I've Demon Slayer, yeah. Demon Slayer, yeah, yeah, that's good. Like, if, of course, you know, um, and, and black people would only 
anime they know or they feel like they, they're comfortable with talking about is Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> so, of course, like, you know, I've, I, uh, you know, started there. And, you know, speaking on Black people and anime and being comfortable with it, mm-hmm. I talked to my, like, my older brother who, he, he he's not in anime, so he doesn't, he doesn't, you know, get it. He's about eight years older than me. And so he doesn't, he doesn't get it. And he thinks it's, you know, it's kind of weird, it's cartoon. But I tell him, to me, it all started, uh, the anime world started for me with watching old Kung Fu movies mm. and, and watching the, you know, the cool choreography they would do with, with fighting and things of that nature. And so when I when I finally saw, I think it was like Ninja Scroll or something that might have been like one of the first ones. And so when I saw something like that and the things that they were able to do, I was like, you know, they can't do this. You know, the, you know, the humans can't do this in, in the live action. So that's what started me and um into anime and, and I, I don't see why other people don't um uh, d- don't see that connection there but yeah that, so i've always been in, in you know anime. i i never thought of it like like that but you're right yeah you're right because i used to watch when i was young i'm i'm 40 so yeah when i was little we used to have kung fu theater you see yeah on sunday sunday morning or saturday morning i can't remember and you know, you get two, three kung fu movies back to back, back, to yeah. back and then we go outside and, and find an old mm-hmm. dirty mattress and, and, and try to imitate the stuff. Do that, all that do all that stuff you saying, uh-huh. And like like you said, now that I'm thinking about it, like they used to they might have a whole fist fight in the air, or yeah. you know, what I mean he's moving so fast that you can't see it. So it looks, you know, they they're playing that whole trying to play that visual game to where yeah, he's standing yeah. there because he's moving, they're fighting so fast and you can't see it. And anime brings all that, or is able to make all that visual. Cause like you said, humans can't do it. And, yeah, yeah. And then on top of it, if it's only so much CGI you can use before it looks mm-hmm. dumb. Mm-hmm. And especially back then, it, you know, CGI was, uh, well, it, it's, it already looked dumb back then, but you know, it's it's expensive. And so a lot of them, you know, couldn't do it. And so in the anime world, when I was able to see the type of, that stuff just, it just, when I saw it, it took me away. I was like, oh yeah, this is this is the truth. I ain't really watched it. <laughs> I can't say I watched the live action. I, I still would watch stuff like the Jet Lees and, and, and uh, the different movies, but we, we haven't seen one of those in a long time, I feel like. Yeah, I feel like there hasn't been anime like that. I mean, not anime, but a um, live action uh, uh, fight movie like that in a while. Yeah, you have to start going to the foreign films. You know the 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 Ip Man's and the Own Box. And- yeah, yeah, buddy, yeah, buddy. That one. Um, I think it's Own Box. Is that the one with the dude using his elbows, like he yeah. used elbows and knees? Yeah, yeah. And the whole great. the whole movie is is is. Uh, subtitles. There's no yeah. English dub version of it. You gotta watch. And I'm a person that hates subtitles myself. Yeah, for real. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people in the anime community don't appreciate the fact that I hate subtitles. Yeah, but I, I was about to say, don't tell, don't say that too loud, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's like, okay, this is how my outlook on it, right? If I wanted to read, I would get a book. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. trying to watch this. I don't want to, you know, because there's so much going on. Yeah, visually is, to, to be trying to to be back and forth, trying to catch every you know move that they're doing and all this and that, and, and trying to keep and, up with yeah. the dialogue at the same time. Now, I will say hundred percent though that the dub, yeah, the, I mean the uh, the the sub uh, is, is better. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. that the original voice acting, the emotion that comes along with it. Uh, sometimes you know when you're dealing with the dub, it, it gets kind of corny. Yeah, yeah. But so I do, I do do both. But you know, if I'm trying to relax and sip a little cognac, I'm probably not trying to read subtitles. Yeah, I get it. I get it. And I, I'll tell you something else. Is as far as with the um, uh, anime world, and like, cause I read, I read the manga too. You mm-hmm. know, like I read manga um, every week. I've I've been reading manga every week for past 15 years or something and so um i got a lot of my inspiration for the way i wrote the text uh for for this book from anime Mm -hmm. and like um like uh 
double quotations or not double quotations, I'm sorry, double um, punctuations. Mm-hmm. Like it may be um, in my book, you may see a exclamation mark with a question mark behind it. You know what I'm saying? Or or two exclamation marks or a, um, you may see, I have like uh, sound effects in the book, you know, wrote now and the, and the texts are different sizes. The font is different sizes and things of that nature. And so I pulled that uh, from my love for anime and the different uh, reactions that the, that the, uh, the uh characters have when, when they're interacting with one each other um another thing i did was um um the inner thought mm-hmm. like you know in anime uh a lot of times they'll have inner thought that the viewer sees but it isn't actually spoken or you know the yeah. other characters don't actually hear that they said that and so i um added inner thought into into the book with um my inspiration being from anime and stuff like that so people who People, that's a gym people are going to know now but beforehand people were reading and it was like hey you know um you missed the you missed the exclamation mark or, oh you got a double uh exclamation mark here and a quotation i mean in a, a, a question mark here and you know, such and such and i'll be like no you know I, I meant to do that you know i meant to do that and i think as the reader gets you know a little further into the uh book you would notice okay he's just not making all these mistakes these are mistakes he meant to do this uh but that was one thing i always um, appreciated with the uh the the anime world and the way they they brought that to life yeah and you say it took this took you like around a year to put together yeah i started i want to say uh october 2019 is when i started um actually um with the dialogue and putting the um the the ideas on paper mm. okay because with the the type of the style of writing that you're talk that you're talking about mm. and this being your first book i'm amazed that it did that it only took you a year to put that together being this your your first you know what i mean yeah, yeah look that's that's awesome right there have you taken any type of uh writing classes or anything before um, no, no, I've never taken a, you know, an extracurricular writing class other than, you know, things you do in, in school uh, normally. Um, but I like to think that, um, and, and a side note here, like when people ask me um, what, who's who's writing am I inspired by and stuff like that, and I tell you Tupac, mm-hmm. or I'll tell you, you know, Biggie, and then, then you're like, well, well, those are rappers. I'm like, yeah, but those were the first authors that I was um uh, connected with you know what i'm saying like they yeah. they they delivered it in a different way but if you read those words that is you know a lot of that is magic it's, it's a lot of magic in there and so me i, I feel like I've, I've been writing and doing music for for so long um crafting the story uh kind of came uh, natural to me um of course things like um you know learning you know different reader styles and, and things like that had had to uh, had to be learned uh but with like we said with this pandemic man I, I was able to you know carve out some time and you know, luckily um my, my wife was able to uh give me some um you know time to myself and stuff like that away away from the kids to really lock in and get things done um honestly i was aiming to try to get it done a little bit before time as the as the quarantines were, were being lifted, I was like, damn, this is this would have been a good time for people to be at home and read. I gotta yeah. you know, kind of get it out there. But uh, you know, God's time is is something we can't, you know, calculate, you know. So uh, it just so happened to uh get, get a pandemic that to 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 get me focused uh, enough to get it out there. Well, and then to speak on what you said about Pac and Biggie, they we're storytellers too. Storytelling, like some of the people, best stories you ever hear, what came out of them uh, two mouths. That goes over a lot of people's heads, man. They they forget stuff like Brenda's got a baby, crazy. And uh, what was the one Biggie? Who's this paging me at five forty six mm-hmm. in the morning? Mm-hmm. Crack the door. That's the whole thing, and you see it. Everything. He said, "I wiped the cold from my eyes." So you see, it's a it's a timeline of events. And so when I when I realized that, I'll tell you uh, another thing that inspired me. I can tell you the very second that I was like, I'm going to do this. I was watching um, NWA. I'm oh, not NWA. I could see it. What's the movie called? Um, 
Straight out of Compton. Straight out of Compton. Right, and in, and in the movie, this was at the time where uh, uh, Cube was like leaving. You know, he had already left. Uh, you know, the group, the, the crew, or whatever. And he's like on the back of a bus. I want to say he's on a tour bus, uh, and it's like the last last one or something. But he's on there, and they they pan to the back, and he he got a pen and paper, and he's writing, and the title says Friday, like you know yeah. what I'm saying from the movie Friday. And I was like, damn, he just. You know, he just did it. Like, you know, it wasn't like a, hey, you know, do you think I can do this? Can I do this? Or, you know, going going to your friends and stuff like that uh, and, and asking and, or nothing like that. He was like, I, I got something in my head and I'm going to put it down. And so when I saw that, I was like, it's nothing, you know, stopping any anybody. Just as, as easy as you can rap or you can put together that, you can put together a book, you can put together a script or screenplay, anything like that, and really, you know, step outside of what, you know, we're expected to be. Yeah, and that that's one of the biggest hurdles that we run into is feeling like we have to go through certain processes or get certain approvals to be able to do something instead of just doing it. It's like, like you said, you just, to write a book, really all you have to do is just start writing. Yeah. You know, I mean, cause it's, it's a form of art, so Nobody can really tell you, or this is just how I feel about it. Nobody can really tell you your book is written wrong. You mm-hmm. may, even when it comes to grammar and things like that, you could be in like intentionally using grammar wrong because this mm-hmm. is that that's part of that character's personality. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And a, a person who reads picks up on that. Your casual, they pick up there. I, I just read. I'm just reading this because it's your book, you know, that person might not get, you know, like you said, oh, you're doing double punctuations, you're doing this, they're going through and they're picking out what they feel mm-hmm. are the errors because a lot of people are just reading it. But when people who read on that daily, I feel like who just really immerse themselves into a story, those are the ones who's like, okay, I see what he's doing. It might stand yeah. out at first and then after a while, it's like, I see, okay, I see what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And, and that's how I looked at it. like I didn't even uh, um, go through an editor or, or nothing like that with um, this book like I looked at it um, you know looked up you know different editors and, and, and what they do and when I when I really thought about it I was like you know other than you know like you say punctuation and certain grammar rules and, and you know, things like that yeah you know, they, you know they should be followed but as far as you know, I'm talking about people from the South. Uh, my, my people in, in the book are from the South. And mm-hmm. so if I want to say Ghana, I'm going to put Ghana. You know what I'm saying? G-O-N-N-A. And I'll put it like that because that's how I wanted it to be said. I wanted it to be heard as, yeah. as a Ghana with the accent or whatever. And um, an editor is just going to go through and, and say, uh, you know, this isn't that, or they, I'm gonna I'm pay you for you to point out some some stuff that I already, you know, I purposely did, you know, and so it would be no point other than um, uh, getting the timeline all uh, situated and stuff like that. You know, editors, that's another part of the editor's job. But for me, I was like, I know what I want to represent and I know what, uh, um, how I want it to be depicted. And, you know, that's, you know, just kind of what I shot for. And like you said, there's no, there's no right or wrong. And that's another thing as far as people that may be listening and thinking of going in, in, into writing, it's no boundaries. Like with, mm-hmm. with, with, that was the dopest thing I thought moving from music to, um, to being an author was that music, I still had certain boundaries. I have timing, I have cadence, I has the, you know, I have, uh, it has the rhyme <laughs> for the most part. Um, you know, there are certain, you know, parameters that I have, but, I have to be talking about a certain thing, you know, things like mm-hmm. that. But with with writing, there was there was no there was no rules. Like you know, today I'm I'm writing a murder mystery. Tomorrow it might be a street novel. You know, next you know or next year it may be uh you know something in in a more mature vein or something like that. So it's no real uh, rules um, to to writing. And so that was one of the things I I I picked up on. And it's 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 funny how something that small can be overlooked you know, that you're like, oh, it's no rules. I can do whatever, you know, I can, I can create yeah. whatever little universe that, that, that I want. Um, 
uh, with this uh, uh, art here, and and you know it works. And there's some people are, are going to gravitate to it, and you know not everybody will. But uh, for me, it was a story I felt like I wanted the world to know, and uh, I think culturally it, it would really uh, be something that has some longevity. You know. Yeah, and that's a, that's the great thing about writing fiction. You can just make up whatever you want. It doesn't doesn't necessarily have to make sense scientifically you know mm-hmm. if you want to, if the guy if i say the guy flies then he flies if i yeah. say he's he's bulletproof he's bulletproof why because in my universe he's bulletproof mm-hmm. and he, you know what would you say was from start to finish being your first uh, uh official book mm-hmm. what was the biggest hurdle for you writing this book um, the biggest hurdle I would say for me writing it was, uh, getting, letting, getting other people's opinions or, or, or anything like that, um, in my way. Like I was very, very near to heart with this. Mm-hmm. I didn't speak on it like until it kind of came out, but, uh, maybe three, four people literally knew that I was um, writing a book. And so my biggest hurdle was uh, just kind of being accepting of the fact that this is going to be out the box for me. This is going to be uncomfortable for me. And uh, to just kind of get out there and do it. Like, like truth be told, my biggest um, fear or biggest um thought was do I release it as myself or do I do, do release it as like a, uh, a ghostwriter um, so to speak where it's like hey I don't know who this artist is or I didn't write it you know but um, it's really cool or you know like promote it that way versus yeah. saying hey this is me I know you guys are used to me rapping but I wanted to try something new you know and I didn't know whether or not people were going to support me um knowing that hey oh you know he he's usually um in this lane and so if he's stepping out in this lane it's probably not good you know yeah. versus uh saying hey i'm a, I'm, a, I'm gonna give him a shot uh because i know uh um, his history or anything like that sometimes your history can be um a hindrance to you it's almost like being typecast like yeah. steve urkel he could never do nothing else you know if steve urkel yeah. said i want to rap you wouldn't take him seriously yeah, you'd no. be like, I'm used to you being, you know, Steve Urkel, and I appreciate you being Steve Urkel. Like, uh, you know, the music, and even like my 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 closest partners, I didn't let them know necessarily what I was doing because I didn't want anybody's uh, fears to uh, be placed on me. You know, people feel like you know, it's something that they can't do, so you probably can't do it because we're from the same circle. You know, we're from the yeah. same um, uh, surroundings and, and upbringing, so. You probably can't do it. But, uh, I don't think you could do it. Or when you hear the, um, um, that's what you want to do. But you want to write a sci-fi. Oh, I would do this, or I would do yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? It's like nah, I didn't want to get that. So that was the biggest thing for me was just um, being self-confident in the fact that I knew I was going to be in uh, foreign territory, so to speak. But to be, uh, you know, brave enough to step out there on faith. Yeah, I, I think that's something that all creators go through because I used to, I used to, I used to rap, and for the oh, longest, yeah, yeah, yeah. when I first started, probably fourteen, fifteen, for the longest, only people who I freestyle with knew that I rap. It wasn't nothing yeah. that I broadcast, or if either you, you either you were there participating and you knew because you saw it, or you wouldn't know that I did it. Yeah. And even when I started this podcast, um, I was skeptical about letting people know. I didn't I didn't tell anybody that I knew personally about my podcast the first eight months I was doing it. Wow. Same, yeah. For the same reasons you said, I didn't want anybody to uh, come in and say, well, you should do this or you should do that. Because I didn't start it. When I started off, I was doing morning motivations. I put out a motivational thing every morning I was like, like you said, being the, the person that a lot of people knew me for, 
I didn't want to in, run into that. Oh man, you going? Oh, so that you doing that now? Like really, bro? Yeah, like yeah. you trying to be positive now and trying? Yeah. And and then as it started to evolve and I got more comfortable, it was like I want and then I I wanted to make sure that I didn't go the typical way where okay yeah I got a I I got a podcast and it's gonna be hip hop. You know, it's gonna be a hip hop podcast. So this yeah, is exactly. type of the things that people is, would expect or think that I was gonna do were the complete opposite of what I wanted to do with a podcast. So yeah. I didn't tell anybody about it for the whole first eight months I was doing it until I, I had, you know, got it out there and started getting positive feedback from strangers and so on and so forth. And then it was like, hey guys, you know what? <laughs> I got a podcast. Oh, you started a podcast? No, I started a podcast a while ago. I'm, I'm just letting you know I have a podcast that you should check it out. Yeah, and it's such a that's such a it's such a horrible feeling uh to to have to do that or feel like you have to do that because like you said, if it was a stranger, a lot of times strangers, I mean that shit that shit ain't just a meme when when people say you know, people will support a stranger uh, sometime more than they'll support you because they don't want to. It's an ego thing for this for for the person that is <clears throat> showing the support. Like, for instance, I had a um, I did some uh, a song uh, a while ago, and I did this like crazy freestyle. And did, uh, uh, one of my my, my friends had um, read not retweeted it might have been a tweet at the time but he like reposted it or, or something like that and he was like hey um what did he say not to not to be a rider or not to not to deride or something like I, f- I forgot how he how he put it but it had to be a qualifier before he was like but this is a good record yeah you know he shared it but he was like not to you know Oh. And his ego just wouldn't let him just say, "Hey, check out this record. This is the record." If it was if it was Jay Z or somebody like that, it would it have been easier, you know? It's no slap. Yeah, it's crazy. Have you heard it? You know what I'm saying? It is it, no qualifier has to be um, required or whatever. So that's just kind of kind of a thing. I, I'll tell one quick quick funny story. And you know what? This is how I would say I got into um, telling stories. Like I've always been a I got a story for everything and it takes me forever to tell stories. Sorry. You know, I'm always going to, I'm always super detailed and stuff, but um, I had a, a, a situation where um, I have a, a younger brother. I have a brother who's like four years younger than me. So sometimes he, you know, get uh, competitive with me. Mm-hmm. He would get competitive with me um, when he was coming up. And so um, I would be rapping to him like, yo, let me, I'll let you hear this. And he'd be like, ah, you know, it's cool. You know, it's, it's all right. You know, you know, did you hear the new so-and-so though? And then I'm like, oh, okay. And so one day I said, okay, I'm gonna switch it up on him. And I was like, yo, did you hear the new DMX or whoever I said it was at the time? And um, I rapped one of my verses. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yo, that's crazy. Like, that's <laughs> the craziest I ever heard. Like, da, 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 da. And I was like, that's my shit. And he was like, oh, <laughs> you know, and so yeah. he kind of fell, fell back with that. Um, but that in itself is just kind of a, an example of sometimes um, how our community gets um, yeah. when 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 it's uh, you know a, a reflection of our own uh, surroundings and stuff like that. Sometimes uh, you know people are further out there they're able yeah. to show love without feeling like they are losing something. And see that that that's why I corrected myself when we were speaking before the show, and I, when I was like. Yeah, you get a chance to do your little bio, bio and I was like, no, oh, yeah, that ain't yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That ain't right. This, you get a chance, my bad. You you get a chance to do your because yeah, we, yeah. we have that habit of, and I didn't, I didn't mean it in that way, but yeah. I know how it sounds. See what I'm saying? Exactly. So that's why and I was you, like, no, let me correct this because I don't want him to feel like I'm stepping on him already. We need to start the show yet. No, that ain't start show. Look, and that's funny because I posted about that not not too long ago because I was out somewhere and um uh you know saw somebody where um I went to school with and they know me uh you know for one thing or whatever and they so they saw that you know the book was out and you know in our conversation he was like oh yeah I see you got your little book out your little book and, and when he did that, you know, I picked up on it immediately, and I was like, "You see this how this how people do?" Then yeah. I was like, "Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying." But 
watch me flip that little motherfucker into into something greater and then yeah. and, and it'd be like, oh yeah, I remember when when he was pushing this book, like or whatever that is. But um yeah, that and that it just be those little like those little qualifiers, I think is is um it's about ego. It's like we you know, we we say we want to give us our flowers uh you know while we're here, but a lot mm-hmm. of times we feel like you know giving flowers is taking you know away from your own like you know and and it ain't like that it's just it's just you know something in our community that I feel like we you know we'll break yeah that you know when we when we you know acknowledge it's there yeah we definitely will hit yeah I see your little car see your mm-hmm. little boyfriend I see you I see your little purse I see yeah. you got your little purse on <laughs> and that your little outfit <laughs> like damn okay that's something that I learned in doing that I I, I really became conscious of was through doing podcasting was that like a lot of people getting into podcasting now and they're doing video and this and that but podcasting is really audio if you don't if you don't have something on spotify uh apple itunes podcast you don't really have a podcast you have either a, a facebook show a youtube gotcha. yeah, 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 yeah. but if yeah. it's not you know on the streaming through those type of services so and that's just strictly audio so you have to be careful with your wording. Yeah, and so exactly. what I was trying to say was, you know, give a short bio, but it mm-hmm. came out wrong. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, look, I gotta stop myself right there. We're not gonna start this conversation off. Like, yeah, and no, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Cause I caught it. I caught it, but <laughs> you know, it was the bio though. So I was like, oh, that's not bad. Like, yeah. you know, but the, the little book is, but you know, and it's 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 it, like you say, it's just a it's three little words. It's not even little, you know what I'm saying? It's little. You know what I'm saying? It's three. I mean, three little letters. It's three little letters, but it 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 definitely like changes the energy. Like when like when you say something like that um to us to somebody about something they're doing, especially you know you 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 put fucking hours. Excuse me, you put hours in, yeah. into the podcast. You know what I'm saying? Getting your voice right, mic placement, the equipment, and listening to yourself and critiquing and. and and finding guests and promoting it, like you put so much stuff into your your craft and stuff. So when people hit you with the look, you was like, you 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 know how I many hours it took me to 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 put together this look, whatever it is. And then a lot of times it be people who don't create either. You know, it be people who who you know they maybe you got a good job, but that's what you do. Like you know, what I'm saying you you do whatever your job is, whatever outside of your job, you're not creating. Or whatever, and so when they hit you with the law, you're like, "Oh, okay." It, it definitely leaves a sour yeah. taste. In, in, and that's in how you mind. feel. Like, that's really how you feel. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> but uh, I ain't gonna hold you up all night. But I got a question. Gotcha. What you got? That I ask everybody, every guest in one shape, form, or another. Um. So, if it to it's for the listeners out there, if there's yeah. someone out there and they're thinking about writing a book. I'm going with the book because, you know, you're an author. Someone's out mm-hmm. there thinking about writing a book and, you know, that they're they're kind of hesitant. They aren't, they're not sure about it. What would be your piece of advice you would give to them? The piece of advice I would give to an uh, inspiring author. Um, yeah, I would say get out your way and just do that shit. Like, don't, don't, don't think about it. Just do it. Like, it's no, it, it's no uh, wrong way to write. Like, to be honest, if you listen or look at, you know, history and and and, and things of that nature, when we are left, you know, the thoughts of uh, somebody, it is uh, inspiring in and in and of itself. You know, just to leave the world with your thoughts. Um, so even if it's not concrete, even if it's it's uh, two or three different concepts in one, just write it down. The the, the it's, it's not going to do no good inside your head. Write it down and just start writing. Uh, and that's the 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 best advice I would give is just to start writing. A lot of times, especially I've, I've heard with a couple of different um, people already say, "Well, how did you do this? Uh, you know, how did you how did you write?" Because I've I've always wanted to write something. I just you know I never get the chance to uh, you know get it you know paper or something like that. Um, but it starts with the little. It starts with as little as you get. You start with the title. Okay, I got the title. 
Mm-hmm. It, you know, then you need to get your characters, or, or especially if it's a fiction or something like that. Um, if it's fiction, you, you know, you get your characters, and you just start bit by bit. And as it grows, just like with anything, it's going to take on, um, you know, direction. It's going to take on a life. So even if you don't have a direction, when you start to get that that uh, pen to paper and those ideas down, it will grow. Nice. Now, take some time to tell the people where they can find your book, anything you have coming up that you want to promote, websites, any of that type of stuff, go ahead and let them know where they can find you. Hey, thank you. So, so again, my name is Michael Jarrell. Uh, this is my baby, The Great Cotton Heist. Uh, it is in stores, uh, Amazon, uh, if, uh, if you want the actual print, physical copies there on Amazon. If you want the digital, it is also on Amazon with the Nook. Uh, it is on Apple iBooks. It's on Google Play. It's on Scribe. If you have that, the audiobook is coming soon. Audiobook, I want to, I want to be special. And that that is the uh the, the lay on it. I don't want it to be a generated um uh speech. I want it to be representative of uh, us and how we would deliver it. Um Instagram is uh, cotton underscore heist. Cotton underscore heist is the uh, books. Instagram, my Instagram is stow underscore, that's S-T-O underscore so underscore authorish, A-U-T-H-O-R-I-U, I mean, I-S-H. Uh, so everything um, that we have is, is is communicated through those two different um, uh, sites there, as well as Facebook. Um, so I implore everybody to create and uh, you know include me in your creations i would definitely love to see it awesome man really appreciate you taking time out to talk to me definitely uh want you to come back anytime you have anything new that you want to put out there or even if you just want to have a conversation you know you're welcome definitely, definitely. I, I appreciate you uh, uh as well because uh you know this was uh a re- rescheduled thing and two retos, but we were able to get it done. And I do appreciate you. Uh, the, you know, the, I had a, a busy weekend and, and things ran into each other. So but I definitely appreciate you as well uh, for using your platform uh, for people like me and just to uh, benefit uh, us as a whole, man. I appreciate you. Not a problem. And to y'all listeners, as always, I love and appreciate each and every last one of y'all that tune into the show because I, without y'all, what would I be doing this for? Y'all make sure y'all go out Check out Michael Jarrell's Great Cotton Heist, Amazon. Check him out on Instagram. Everywhere that he told you, show the love, show the support, and have a great day, night, morning, whenever you're listening. We out of here.